Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me my daughter, Shelby, who's definitely one of my most popular guests on the podcast. always have a lot of downloads when Shelby shares the Word of God. And as I was dealing with some health challenges a number of months back, Shelby had to do, oh, four, five, six of them in a row uh, when I couldn't talk without coughing. So thank you, Shelby, for being with me today. And folks, the title of today's message is A Heart of Worship, and Shelby's going to go ahead and pray for us. Father God, thank you for this opportunity we have today to come and share your word. Father, Dad and I are your instruments. Just use us, and Holy Spirit, just guide us and give us the words to say, nothing of us and everything of you, and we choose to put Jesus first in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about a heart of worship. It is so important for Christians to have a heart of worship. And let's start today in 2 Chronicles 29, 28. And I'm going to read this verse out of the Evangelical Heritage Bible. 28, the whole assembly bowed down and worshipped. The singers sang, the trumpeteers sounded the trumpets. All this continued until the burnt offering was completed. Folks, God's presence is manifested when believers are in unity. Notice here the whole assembly bowed down and worshiped God. We should all regularly bow down and worship our great God. Shelby? Dad, I love that verse, verse 28, and I was reading the context around it, starting in verse 2, and it says, And he, and it's talking about King Hezekiah, did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. Then verse 10 says, Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. And then verse 20 says, Then King Hezekiah rose early, gathered the rulers of the city, and went up to the house of the Lord. And then in verse 28, like Dad read, So all the assembly worshipped, the singers sang, the trumpeteers sounded, all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. So I really like those verses, and it talks about how Hezekiah and the people sought the Lord with a willing heart. They had an attitude of worship, and I just really like kind of that whole context of what it's talking about. Amen. Now we're going to read Psalm 141, verses 1 through 3 in the Amplified Bible, an evening prayer for sanctification and protection. Verse 1, Lord, I call upon you, hurry to me. Listen to my voice when I call to you. Two, let my prayer be counted as incense before you, the lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. Three, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. Folks, notice here that the lifting up of my hands is an evening offering. You know, our flesh does not want to lift up its hands and to praise and worship the Lord that created this whole universe. And we have to make our body obey. And I would just encourage you out there, if you've not been in the habit of lifting up your hands, just to lift them up there and praise God. You know, people wonder, why are people doing that? Well, that's what the Bible tells us to do. And that obedience just creates a a manifested presence with God. And the other thing I wanted to notice is, that we put a guard over our mouth to make sure that we're speaking the right things because it's hard to really worship the Lord and not have our mouth speaking the right things. 
Yeah, Dad, I love um, Psalm 141.2 in the Passion Translation. It says, Let my prayer be as the evening sacrifice that burns like fragrant incense, rising as my offering to you as I lift up my hands and surrendered worship. Worship is all about surrendering ourselves unto the Lord. We put our flesh down and we lift Jesus up. Sometimes it, at church, I'll get down on my knees and I'll lift up my hands. And, and you know, your flesh is like, well, this kind of hurts my knees. The ground's kind of uncomfortable. And holding my arms up like this, they get a little bit tired. But then as I'm there and I'm knelt down and I'm worshiping the Lord with my hands held high, I think about how on the cross, Jesus had his arms nailed to that cross and he had to just lift himself up just to breathe. So his whole body and not just his arms were exhausted. So sometimes that encourages me to lift up my hands a little longer and I can put my flesh down and just think about Jesus as I'm worshiping him. Praise God. Now Romans 12, 1 in the Amplified, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicated all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And my friends, presenting our bodies is dedicating our bodies to God and is an act of worship. You know, so often now in these end of the end times, people uh, have this thought that they're just going to do what they want to do. My body is mine. No, really, our body is not ours. Our body has been paid for as a Christian through the precious blood of Jesus. And so, you know, part of just uh, worship is actually is making our bodies behave in line with the Word of God. Amen. I love that, Dad. Psalm 54, 6 says, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. In the Passions translation, that verse says, Lord, I will offer myself freely and everything I am I give to you. I will worship and praise your name, O Lord, for it is precious to me. And I just love that verse and how it talks about that we give everything that we are to Jesus. We will worship him and praise him for his name is precious to us. We really have to put value on the name of Jesus. Jesus' name is the name above every name, so we need to exalt that name. It's, it's the name above cancer, above strife, above sickness, above fear. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, and so we just need to really exalt the name of Jesus in our lives and give that first place. Amen, Shelby. Luke 4, 8 in the Amplified, Jesus replied to him, it is written and forever remains written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Folks, do we sometimes offer a form of worship over worldly things, people or sports teams or musicians, etc.? But this scripture says to only serve and worship the one true Lord God. And I just want us all to think about that in our daily walk. Do we sometimes worship the wrong things and, and offer reverence to things that that are not God. Shelby? I love that. That's great, Dad. We really need to, like you said, put God first and, and revere Him over sports or anything else. And I'm guilty of that too because I love sports, but they're not more important than my salvation or my Savior. 1 Timothy 2.8 says, Therefore I encourage the men to pray on every occasion with hands lifted to God in worship with clean hearts, free from frustration or strife. 
And that was the Passion Translation. And the Amplified Classic says, I desire, therefore, that in every place men should pray without anger or quarreling or resentment or doubt in their minds, lifting up holy hands. And you may say, why are they harping so much on lifting up their hands? And I would just say in my own personal experience in my walk with the Lord that there's something freeing about lifting up your hands because you, you aren't thinking about yourself anymore or what's going on around you because, you know, people could can maybe see that. But if you're really coming to church to worship the Lord, you know, nobody cares if you're lifting up your hands or not. They shouldn't be looking around at you anyway. So it's just that act, total act of surrender when you lift up your hands and you're saying, it's not about me. I don't care if I look silly in the flesh. I'm living my life according to the Spirit, and I'm going to put God first no matter how I feel. And so just to kind of echo that again, Psalm 134.2 says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. So when we come to church, it's our job. We're there to praise the Lord. We're in a place of unity and with our fellow believers. We're there to learn about God and we're there to glorify his name. So we're supposed to raise our hands and worship the Lord. Amen. I want to close with Psalm 100. Verse 1 says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. You know, sometimes we think we're supposed to just be quiet in church and there's a place for reverence, but this verse says to shout with joy to the Lord. Verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. So three times there, joy, gladness, and joy again. We're not supposed to come before the Lord with grumpiness. Well, I didn't get this promotion. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. No, we're supposed to come with joy. And if we don't have any, we can just think about what would happen for our eternity without Jesus. That ought to give us joy just immediately. So, Shelby, I'm going to let you finish up and pray. Father God, thank you for your word that was spoken today. Father, help us to have a heart of worship, an attitude of gratitude, and where we just put our focus on you and that we choose to live our lives for Jesus and we put him above everything else. We don't need to focus so much on our feelings, and I know that sometimes I do that in my own life, Lord, and I'm, I'm sorry when I get my attitude away from worship and on myself. So just help me to put you first, Father. Help our listeners to put you first and to just really focus on glorifying Jesus in everything that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Shelby, so much for being with me. It's always a blessing to me. And folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.